Hello, Margaret here, popping up before the show with a bit of news. We've set up a substack for the show. Uh, we've got some exciting plans for the year, including some live shows in London and elsewhere. So if you think you might like to come to one, hop on substack and follow us. It's all free and there'll be some fun extra content there, including the crushed leaderboard where we track how compatible our guests and their crushes really are with science. Now, the show. Hello and welcome to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, a podcast about the collages and calamities of unrequited love. My guest today is multi-talented stand-up actress, singer, podcaster and Twitter legend, Suze Kempner. Suze, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Do you still get crushes now? Yeah, I, I, di- I thought I didn't anymore and uh, it turns out um, I still can. <laughs> <laughs> you say you can, that means like you've been, feels like you've been trying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had the breakup with big capital T-H-E like nearly 10 years ago and it just sort of broke my brain and I went, well, that's it now. I can't make myself fancy anyone because what's the point? It's all too awful. And then I got a big crush on someone. Oh, wow. And was it a real life person? I knew them from Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. So you had a crush on them through the screen. Can you tell us who it is? Um, A Canadian comedian who's not famous. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's always good. The less famous they are, the better. The more chance you stand. That's it. Yeah, it worked. It worked. Oh, my God. And now you're with him. Yeah. So we started, he, uh, in at the beginning of lockdown, did my podcast because I was like, you should come on my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Come on my podcast. Yeah. After messaging every day for nearly a year, uh, in August this year, he flew to the fringe to meet me um and now we're going out with each other <laughs> oh my god Suze I have to say I don't think you've got the spirit of this podcast at all <laughs> this is not supposed to work this well <laughs> are, all, are all of your stories going to be I fancied someone and then <laughs> I got together with them once every 10 years, I fancied someone who worked out. <laughs> okay, well, let's go back to uh, to worst times, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, not oh, even sure. worse. What was, your, what was your first crush? Oh, my first crush was uh, when I was four and it was Top Cat. <gasps> oh, yes. Good choice. Very alpha. Yeah, and anti-establishment, which goes with my um that's like a real theme (laughs) i really like the idea that top cat made you (laughs) anti-establishment that's how it works the the crush comes first and then the political belief yeah top cat was like a cab a cab yeah (laughs) and what was it apart from the anti-establishment stuff what was it you liked about him i think as a four-year-old there is no sharper comic mind than top cat (laughs) I like the idea that as a four-year-old, you would be using the phrase sharper comic mind. (laughs) Mother, he has a sharp comic mind, this cat, (laughs) this homeless cat. I'm sort of assuming it wasn't sexual at that point. Was it just a kind of general passion for him? I think I just thought he was amazing because then my next crush when I was five was um, Bruce Forsyth. (laughs) 
uh, and I was like kind of obsessed with the generation game. What was it about him? I mean, oh well, I got I'd get my mum to tape the generation game because then I'd watch it through the week. Um, and I think what it was, I think I was like um, overawed by all the showbiz of it, and I think I was taking that on board. Like, oh my god, the showbiz of Brucey! Oh wow! So we're really piecing together your personality here by your crushes. Yeah. Did you have like an annual crush that would <laughs> be the next piece of the Kevin and Jigsaw? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, I think there's a bit of that, definitely. It was it was like when I was uh, in my early teens, so, well, sort of 12, 13, 14, I used to watch Frasier and I got a really big crush on David Hyde Pierce, who played <gasps> Niles. Oh, who good choice. Was like super non-threatening. Yeah. Very non-threatening, but like I think I was like, oh, he's very dry and witty, and he was amazing at playing the piano because in real life, David Hyde Pierce was like concert level pianist. So they'd they'd often throw in like, look, it's look, Niles is playing the piano now, and he's amazing. <laughs> um, and I think there, I think it was that again, like, oh, the talent, the talent, and the show. Oh my god, and because the performance yeah, the- is incredible. Totally, the Valentine's episode where he um, sets fire to himself. Yeah. And you know, and keeps fainting when he looks at the blood. It's it's yeah. incredible. That is like watching a, a concert pianist. I think what a ballsy thing they did. They do a ten minute, essentially silent film um, with David I. Pierce, and he carries it all himself. And it's like he's like Buster Keaton. He's amazing. Yeah, he is incredible. Um, he's pretty. Oh, how can I put this? Fragile. Was that was that was that appealing to young suits? <laughs> he's a frail little guy. I remember there was one episode. I'd have been, I guess, like thirteen, and there was one episode where he's. I think every character's getting a massage, and he's got his shirt off, and I didn't like it. <laughs> oh my god, that's such a classic, classic thirteen-year-old crush thing isn't it where it's just look like yeah. you have a total passion for someone and then... I was I was literally like no yeah. <laughs> put it back on so what was it about David Hyde Pierce that you were imagining so you didn't want to see his chest I presume not only his chest I don't think you want to see any no. bare bits of David Hyde Pierce at all I mean <laughs> he's a very covered man <laughs> he should absolutely be I liked everything his character did that was like romantic and I loved like I was at the time like crazy in love secretly with my best friend at school and he was madly in love with Daphne and it was his love was um uh I I found like and that's again the beauty of his performance because on paper like what he's doing is harassing yeah (laughs) really grim really pervy stalker But you're right. He, the way he the way he does it, it's just very sort of moving. Yeah, it really very is. very sweet. Yeah, and um, so but you think you were you were more wanting to be him? I think maybe I think I just like really empathised, uh, which is why when they got together, and I did, I think I did one season where they were together, and then just kind of stopped watching Frasier. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, because. I I was so invested in the Daphne Niles, uh, will they, won't they? Um, and then when she found out uh, that 
she, like she finds out that Niles has been in love with her for years. I remember just being like, oh, I can't believe this. Now, and I, I, I thought, oh, look, but look, she actually has reacted really well to it. So I had like dreams of my crush finding out. And like when he did, it was just awful. <laughs> yeah, tell me what tell me what happened there. I'm clearly going to ask. Um, we never actually had a conversation about it. Uh, so it was like two 14-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, barely conversing about anything. Yeah, well, I mean, we were best friends, so we hung out all the time. But uh, I told other friends and they were like, oh, right. And then they were like, oh, he doesn't feel about you this way. And he finds it really awkward. Oh, no. Uh, oh, God. So did he, so he knew that you knew they Oh, yeah, he eventually he eventually found out, but we never talked about it. And I was just and I was like, I will definitely keep it that way. If he doesn't find me remotely attractive, we'll just keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, but did he stay friends? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get through it? Did you get through the uh, the crush and the... I didn't in an adult sense, but in a 14-year-old sense, I was like completely in love with him and it was all totally pure. And I never had like things things where I was like, oh, I want to have sex with him. I didn't even really get as far as thinking about kissing him because I was... All I had in my head was like, he would hate that. Oh, wow. And that really shaped things oh, for me. Oh, my God. For... Why were you thinking he'd hate it? Well, because he told everyone that he would <laughs> uh, oh what so you kept your love in a kind of pure yeah and yeah by the way I think um 14 year old love is in a way much more pure than uh, than grown-up love which has got you know it's all infested with um with other dreams and compromise and adult stuff there's something amazing about that first love that's it I think um like when you're an adult it's like got 10 tons of baggage on it you're dating when you date someone they're also dating your past whereas when you're 14 it's just like top cat bruce forsyth <laughs> niles from fraser and then and then this boy my best friend and when we went to different sick forms um because my school didn't have a sick form so when we when i left school i i like and i kind of look back on it and go oh, that's really sad i was 15 going oh thank goodness i don't have to see him every day and I, I like I look at that now and go, oh, that's really sad. It is sad that I was. Yeah. Also, I think just so so understandable. I think that that's hmm. that's what we all like. Was that what got you over him? Just absence. Yeah, yeah. I just was like, oh, it's done. Oh, that's good. It's done now. And also, my only um, my only reference was unrequited love at that point. So I didn't know. That it, <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Don't say that. It worked out for Niles and Daphne. It did, it did. Good for them. (laughs) In all seriousness, do you think there was something about the, the drama of it not working out that appealed to you? I, I look back on it now because it's over 20 years ago and I think when I first fancied him I was just like oh well we love hanging out together and so he'll obviously feel the same and but I still never voiced it to him because like, I was bullied at school and the bullying was like how ugly I was so I was like oh he has to overlook all that do you know what I mean yeah I do know what you mean I was kind of obsessed with I think I'm obsessed with getting together with the first person who ever liked me because I was like, if they've seen past 
all of all of mm-hmm. this other stuff and they've managed to love me despite <laughs> this then I'm I'm gonna have to really lock that right. down right <laughs> yeah I, I it is kind yeah. of I mean that's obviously horrendous to hear and I wonder I, I wonder if um because you knew that he that he loved you as a friend you know that he was like he had that um you know, he knew you, you were, you were close to him, but did that make it mm. sort of worse? Mm-hmm. I think that I, this is very much what my, my history yeah. is. Well. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> Even this person who I have made love me still doesn't find me attractive. Then I'm. Yeah, so- yeah. Sure, sure. You make them laugh loads and they are so, they find you interesting enough to hang out with all the time, but zoom, there's a hot girl and she said something a little bit sexy. And I, get disproportionately like oh god oh no about women like that which is terrible it makes you start like um I remember I I had housemates at uni in my first year so I'm 18 and I didn't fancy any of them but we all would have fun but they were like obsessed with oh Lucy Pinder and I got like a real thing about Lucy Pinder which is ridiculous we now follow each other on Twitter. She's great. She's a big socialist. She's an absolute legend. And and at, at university, I was just like, no, she would any man, any man, she would. Oh take my god! Them from me. You, like, and I wasn't interested in my uni. No, it's all. so. Oh god! Oh god! I'm now having horrible flashbacks to to similar things where um, <laughs> uh, Josie Lawrence, who is a legend and amazing, but I Absolutely. hated that she got to hang out with those boys so much that I was a bit like you know and she's beautiful Mm -hmm. and you know so I was but I had a real like my friend and I would sit there going Josie Lawrence okay really overlooking the fact that she was incredible and just incredible in every single episode she did she was amazing but I would you know we actually sort of egged each other on a bit I think to um and it's also neither of us were gonna go out with Tony Slattery let's you know let's be clear about that (laughs) Um, but uh but the the idea that she was close to them and we weren't it felt like we were allowed to to hate her right that's and society, now I'm like, oh, it? it's society. society. It's so society. Yeah. Years later, I'm like, oh my god, I love every single woman who does what I do. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're automatically. I assume that they will be my best friend. Uh, but then it was like, uh, oh right, somebody, somebody's on my turf, and especially if, as like you know, same as you, I had a thing about my my looks, and you sort of go, oh well, she's beautiful as well so that's me screwed you know I was supposed to be that was supposed to be my thing being funny yeah so if she's if she's funny and beautiful (laughs) then let's 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 claw her eyes out yeah I had a thing about because I'd have been 14 in that you know like the summer of 99 when like 10,000 teen movies came out or like the the formative teen movies like American Pie she's all that I'm trying to think of others um I mean like there's tons and the the female leads in them were funny because it they were rom-coms and I used to sit in the cinema and just feel sad because I'd go oh but they're I would never be a lead in a rom-com. I wanted to be a performer. And I said, oh, I will never play a lead in a rom-com because they're funny and pretty. And I do still feel like that, but I don't care as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's weird, actually, because I look at those films and I, I mean, 
I was thinking about Steve Buscemi and thinking how mm-hmm. there just isn't a female equivalent of Steve Buscemi because that, that level no. of weird looking is not mm-hmm. allowed. And it means that... It's not acceptable. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just... Uh, so, But it also means you, we just never get to see even ordinary looking women on the, on the mm-hmm. screen, you know, especially in rom-coms. Yes, I, I saw... Um... God, it's really depressed me. It was on a podcast I heard recently and they were talking about um, Fatal Attraction. And one of the guys on the podcast was like, ha, ha, ha. Um, oh, he, what, he's, Michael, we're supposed to believe Michael Douglas is really into Glenn Close. Like, excuse me, mate, she's unbelievably hot. Um, you would not be, be able to get anywhere near her. <laughs> right? Um, this is it. Dare and I, it, it's like the first time it occurred to me like really is Glenn Close do men not think Glenn Close is incredibly beautiful but that took me right back to school with with guys going I, I they'd go like oh that woman is disgusting about some woman that was really striking and yeah yeah it it, it got to me I remember about 10 years ago some guy going oh I've uh, it's because I, I love Wicked and um they went. Oh, I'd never. I wanted to see what that the that Edina Menzel looked like without the green makeup, and I was very disappointed. I was like, "Excuse me." Oh my god! But again, I think that that's because that we're so used to a very very narrow version of mm-hmm. beauty that anything outside of that. I sort of I like to yeah. think that in reality, it's it's not quite the same. But certainly, oh, yeah, on these screen, people would it's beg like... Glenn Close for sex if they met her. Like... <laughs> Even now, when she's Even, you know yeah. in her seventies, yeah. it's like she looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, constantly. <laughs> so, did he? How to put this? Did you? Were you aware of who he did fancy? Like, were there people in your friendship group that he did want to get off with? And um, he right to this is another reason why I was like, get me out, get me out of here, get me out of this school. Right towards the end of school, he started dating someone who his first girlfriend who he ended up being with for like 10 years I think I think they were together for years and years and she was some um, tiny tiny nosed giggly blonde and uh genuinely kind of an arsehole <laughs> like at the time I was like I I can't stand her and I felt so sad and I couldn't stand her and years later met her like over him met her and was like Oh, she's awful. She really was dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> if so, but listen, if she's so dreadful, mm. he's is like the blondness and, mm-hmm. and the giggliness getting him through a decade, or is he a bit of an arsehole? I know. Well, I so I think he's a lot. I think we are very different. Like we're, he's a lot of an, he's arsehole. an arsehole. We're not actually friends anymore. Like so, we would reconnect and hang out, and then he would get a girlfriend and disappear. And uh, I never was like crazy about him again like that but when I was about 21 uh, we started hanging out a lot again and um, at the time I had a boyfriend I, I got a, like a, a boyfriend at 18 who I was with, I was with for nearly 10 years and um, I thought I was like what's going on with me I'm not I don't want him anymore but I, the same thing came back when he just look the other way, girlfriend, don't need to speak to Suze anymore. Um, and I, I, but the same, it was the same like punch in the yeah. chest, even though I didn't actually want him. What I, what I think that is, um, this is my pop psychology now, is, <laughs> um, is actually just being really in touch with your, 
younger self, which I think is really good yeah. and healthy, but it can be weirdly painful. I um I mm. recently was in touch with a uh, a guy that I had a massive crush on um at drama school and I thought, oh I know, right. I do um I do this podcast. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him. I never told him at the time because I knew that he didn't fancy me. I knew I right. didn't yeah, right. you know, didn't have a chance. Um and mm-hmm. I and I thought I'll tell him, you know, and uh and he he didn't have a clue um, and he, he sort of said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a bit thick like that. And then he said, um, mm-hmm. he said something like, oh, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. He was like perfectly lovely about it. But right. immediately afterwards, and sort of for the rest of the day, I felt like shit. I, I felt like I, I could almost convince myself that it was a part of my story sort of thing. Oh, God, imagine, you know, getting together with the person you had a big crush on or whatever. And you sort of think, I oh, know I don't want any of that I'm really it would cause a lot of trouble if I was to fall back in love with him and I'm really really not and but I was I was sort of ashamed of the fact that it hurt and then you know not really not long afterwards I was like oh that's all that's all gone I think there must have been part of me that hoped he and I knew he wasn't but that hoped he was going to say if I'd have known at the time maybe we maybe we'd have worked and and he didn't. And it would have been a lie, you know. Right. He should have lied. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a bit blindsided. He was trying to park a car at the time. Um, he, he was telling me he listens to this as well. So, hi, Owen. Sorry. <laughs> Owen Jones. <laughs> yeah, I went to drama school with Owen Jones. <laughs> no. I didn't. But no, it was, but I, I, I let myself, you know, I, I forgave myself for that because I thought this is just about being in touch with your younger self and with all of those feelings. And we're, we're passionate people, Suze. We're creative people. This is all, this is all healthy, I think. That's it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then, and often there's that thing, isn't there? Where you're like, well, I could put a I don't think this is true either, but we believe I could put a lid on absolutely everything and achieve closure on that thing if I had the option of saying no, actually. And then it's like, you know, a metal door comes down, bang, and that thing is now locked away forever in a nice way. Um, and that doesn't exist. I don't I don't think closure truly exists. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And in terms of um, celebrity crushes, have there mm. been anyone since Bruce Forsyth? <laughs> and I'm so sorry. I'm Bruce so sorry Forsyth. for your loss. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a. It was a bad day. You know when, you know he's ancient history, but when he passed, the feelings were still. <laughs> <laughs> no, go on. How serious are you when you say that? Did you have any twinge? No, not not a not a thing. Um, <laughs> you see, you can recover. There you, you go. You yeah, did exactly. get closure. <laughs> he was he was very he he'd lived a, a very long time, and it, I always have. That I mean, thing. so long. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't know him. And when someone dies that old after living such a such a life, you go, oh, well, good for them, I guess. They kind of won. Yeah. They won. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, they're I mean, sad I, for their family, obviously. But I, I got very close to him once, only, only literally, oh, not, really? in a, right. not in a... Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it we was, lovers. <laughs> we were so not lovers. But he, um, his face was sort of like a cliff face. Oh, really? You know, it was... It's, so old that it had almost become <laughs> petrified is He's what I'm more saying. Craig I can say man. this now. <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing sci-fi <laughs> show. <laughs> more crag than man. Brilliant. So yeah, sorry, post Bruce. Post, yeah. Post Bruce. Well, David I. Pierce. Um Oh and yes, then, and David Hyde. I guess I got my first like sexy crush with uh Damon Albarn. <gasps> Okay, so what stage is this? This is post David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, yeah. I think I was fifteen, and we got we got Sky in the year two thousand. So, um, I remember there was some offer on Sky, and my dad went for it. And it was one of those things where it's like, oh, this is what rich families do. They get <laughs> Sky, and I thought we must be super rich. And it's like, no, no. Um, he just decided to get Sky, and it's really expensive. Uh, but it had music channels, and I can remember, like, this is years after the song came out, because I think it's from 95, but the video for the Universal was on one of the music channels I was watching, oh. and I, I was like, I, I knew that song anyway, but I went, oh, I... I fancy that guy. And it's Damon Alban in that and video. It's like... Dystopian... Yeah, he's like done up like Clockwork Orange <laughs> with, you know, one eye one eye with eyeliner. Oh my God, and, you um, fancy... Alex Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yeah, I did. I saw that and was like, uh, uh, yes, please. And that was the first time I had a crush that wasn't just like, they're so funny and they're so talented. I was just like, I want that guy to look at me that way but he's looking like a psychopath and I think I liked it <laughs> yeah did that inform your uh, your tastes in any way the psychopath oh, element I guess unfortunately no no because <laughs> yeah I mean Damon Albarn is generally very like you know vanilla cute yeah yeah, um, yeah, so totally. it's interesting that you chose that, but but mm-hmm. you chose him at his at his creepiest. It was then that and um, uh, Lenny Kravitz had brought out that song. I want to go away, want to fly away, and I remember the video for that would come on, and I'd go, "Oh, oh, he's nice." <laughs> <laughs> it was that, but it was that music channel. It's it was like guys in music videos being a little bit weird and bad. I'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, um, but again, that's that's sort of a bit removed as well. Like you know, they're doing, mm. they're performing, and it's a kind of disguise. Yes. And so, I don't know. Like, do did you want to see their chests when they were being massaged? Um, I don't think I wanted to see Damon Albarn's chest because maybe in my head I knew it wouldn't be <laughs> bit, an impressive bit pasty. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought we might be getting into David Hyde Pierce territory now <laughs> if the shirt comes off. Um. Lenny Kravitz, though, he, he can. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, everyone wants to see his chest <laughs> all the time. But again, a, a, quite a generic, generically handsome. Yeah. Well, I was going to say he's... I mean, so Lenny Kravitz is distinctive, but he's also like a beautiful Yeah. Man. But actually, I think the interesting thing there is that he is that sexy 
Lenny Kravitz. Like mm. he, that is, um, he is selling sex. It's not just cute yes. or dystopia. It's it's that's sex. it. Yes. So were you were you imagining sleeping? Like, did, how much of a, a fantasy relationship did you have with them? Was it pure sex? I did. I like this is going to sound so weird. I didn't have sexual fantasies. Like, I just, I just didn't because I I never even thought about when I have sex ever. Like, it, because it just didn't occur to me that I would. <laughs> that you were going to. Yeah, it's really weird. And then I got, um, there was, I don't even remember getting a crush on him, but it was someone in my friendship group at Sick Form. Um, and then at a party, uh, like a house party, which were happening most weekends when we were teenagers. Um, so I was 16, he had just turned 18. And we just started kissing at a party. I was like, and then we were just going out with each other. Um, and he was sort of two months into the relationship, just started being horrible and then was for a year. Oh, my God. And it took me a really long time to to realise, like, um, I didn't actually like this person. I was just, I was 16 and I'm, I'm about to turn 38. So it's nearly 20 years since we broke up because he broke up with me the day before my 18th birthday properly. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Welcome <laughs> to adulthood. <laughs> well, no, it sounded like, it sounds like he was doing you a favour. Yeah, yeah, to, to, be, to be honest. But that's weird. So you, you, so it didn't begin with a crush that, that just, it just happened. And then you were like, oh, I seem to have to go out with this this person. Yeah, then I was like, oh, I'm about to turn 17. It's good to finally have my first boyfriend. Ah, I knew I could do it. It was that thing. I don't remember ever finding him hot or... Cause, and he really wasn't. Um, and he was just horrible. In it, and I don't think he found me attractive. I think he, he wanted another girl in the friendship group and would, like, seethe about her. And I would, like cling on like make sure he doesn't leave me it's like you're much much better off without this person (laughs) oh my god yeah of course did you have crushes on other people while you were with him while you were sort of attached no and is that because no you somehow felt you weren't allowed or are you just very monogamous i've just yeah i think i am very monogamous i've never considered cheating um and it just doesn't I'm not a very crushy person. I'm actually really wary about getting them because I, like, for years and years, I associated a crush with feeling bad. So, like, just don't have them. (laughs) Reject yourself first. As a celebrity, you're like, look at him. (laughs) Well, I guess, yeah, I think I was, yeah, I think I was doing that. I I went out with a guy, I went to uni, um, and started going out with another guy from our friendship group who was from, who had gone, been at sick form and then we'd been in the same friendship group and then we were at the same uni and we started going out on the second day of uni and then we're together for nine and a half years. Wow. Um, and it, like throughout the relationship, he was, he would actively, he was very passive and like, he seemed like someone who really went with the flow, but actually, like everything was on his terms. And he would actively say, "Don't ever tell me you love me, because I'll never say it back." Oh my god! I I just went, yeah, that's fine. 
Oh, my my first boyfriend, I might have mentioned this before, but my first boyfriend said, um, when I said, why don't you ever say you love Mm. me? And he said, I don't like repeating myself. (laughs) So he was like, he'd said it once. (laughs) It's always like, well, if anything changes, I'll let you know. Unbelievable. That's not not how that works. Yeah. Wow. How romantic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, quite. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's really interesting that you, and I get it, but you associate crushes with pain. Do you Do you still, like, do you, but do you not have um, just random, you know, Damon Albarn uh, fantasies these days that you know are just safe over there? Oh, yeah. You know. Like, a, if it, hot celebrities. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, but I don't, I don't go, like, deep and meaningful <laughs> deep meaningful feelings for oh he's nice on that television show yeah like, I like I like um Glenn Howerton on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh yeah um who plays Dennis and then I realized like no it's Dennis <laughs> I saw Glenn Howerton in an interview well, like, oh that's that's nice that's he's fine, nice to but... his wife and he's <laughs> and he's sweet with his friends and I was like uh, be a psycho <laughs> yeah <laughs> however if I met if I met a Dennis in a bar I now know this is growth I know that I would like leave the bar to avoid them <laughs> oh my god what because he's nice to his wife no the, no no uh, if I the, met Dennis if I met actual yeah, yeah, Dennis yeah, yeah. okay yeah, that, so that's like, good so we're all we're all learning <laughs> this um relationship that I'm in now transatlantic it's the first time I've ever had a crush on anyone that hasn't made me feel bad like it just never made me feel bad oh this is such a lovely redemption story for the podcast I guess it is yeah and it was this thing I I my friend went oh um I bet the nicer he is the more you run away I was like no the nicer he is the more I like him this is brilliant I do remember saying to my husband once, thank you for being so nice to me. And he just went, I'm just a normal amount of nice to you. <laughs> and you do think, oh, God. I, yeah, th- this guy t- says this to me. Yeah, he, he, I go, I go, God, you're so, like, I'll say, be the, I'll go, thanks for wishing me luck before my show. And he goes, yeah, yes, of course. <laughs> but I just haven't had Oh, it. my God. Well, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> it sounds like you've had really really rough time that is shit I'm sorry I guess and I've really like genuinely really and and honestly I would do it again if 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 this guy for whatever reason goes like I don't want to go out with you anymore I will immediately go that was because of me and if I'd been three inches taller and my nose had been three millimeters that way I will do that but um he's given me oh Sue's (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Well, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully that that won't ever happen. I feel like this um this podcast has not been enough therapy for you, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know about the maths. I don't know if this um uh, the L O V E S crush. Maths. Oh, okay. Do you know about this? Is this where you write your names? Yeah, you write your name together. I can't remember what the rules and, were um, because I did this. I remember doing this at school with my big crush. Yes, and the score being terrible, and I kept doing it. Same score. Oh yeah, you keep time. trying with. Well, no, the, you can do middle names. You can try. And, I must have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's L's, O's, V's, E's, and S's. I feel like, like when I say was. to you, your biggest crush. Mm. Who who are, you, are we talking? My biggest crush. I mean, we can of... go top cat if. Uh... <laughs> well, I suppose when I say who, like, 
who yeah who's your biggest crush been ever um let's say david hyde pierce mm. let's say although i, I have to I say did write a little him. bit like it did you yeah i wrote to him and just said you're absolutely brilliant in fraser and um I, wow can't believe it all those all those skills as a pianist and yet you're also such a funny brilliant actor and he sent me back a signed photograph but he said my name's Susanna and he wrote he wrote Suzanne oh <laughs> and I was like he doesn't care about me <laughs> but um yeah that probably slightly cures you of your of your crush or the sort of the belief that you're going to become pen pals I don't know which is always yeah there, there you go yeah he's never right okay so we're doing David Susanna Kempner I'm doing Susanna rather than um, Sue, so you don't get those That's extra exciting. O's, though, I'm afraid. Uh, zero L's, <laughs> no O's. Oh, my God. No V's. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> five E's and uh, one S. That Ooh. is. <laughs> is that How's terrible? That? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't even know how to do it. <laughs> not, not, five, six... Not five, eleven, six. Oh no, it's pretty good. Is that good? Is it, have, oh, has no, it hang smashed on. it? No. <laughs> oh no, it's really bad. No. I think this is the problem, is that you just don't have it is twenty-nine. But listen, for right. many reasons, I think you shouldn't be with David Hyde Pierce. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> Do you think it's a Hollywood he thing? Is. <laughs> Yeah, mainly just the, the, the Hollywood thing. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really look... I know this is silly to say, but he doesn't look like Niles anymore. I know. Either. And he's not going to do the... The reboot. reboot of Frasier. I know. Like, none I of them are. I think he might be right. It's like the dad and both of the dogs are dead. Um, Niles ain't doing it. I don't think anyone likes yeah. Kelsey Graham. <laughs> no, I've, I've heard some, some yeah. things. It sounds like horrible. <laughs> it's, it's like I saw the Friends reunion... And uh, I was like, God, these six people, it was alchemy. Like, they all loved each other so much and obviously shared something very special for the 10 years they were doing that show. And with Frasier, I'm just like, wow, those people loved each other so much and shared something so special for the 10 years that they were doing the show, apart from Kelsey Grammer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much, Suze Kempner. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I mean, there was a lot of Frasier talking. (laughs) You've been listening to Crushed by Margaret Caborn Smith, hosted by Margaret Caborn Smith and produced by Victoria Lloyd and Lindsay Fenner for Mighty Bunny Productions. If you can bear it, please like, subscribe, rate, and give us a nice review as it helps me feel better about my life choices. <laughs> <laughs>